Hello and welcome to Spicy Times. My name is Oliver Spicer. And I'm Louis. And today we have a very special guest. Hi, I'm Miles. You may know me from your life. <laughs> what about the people that don't know you? I, I don't know. Well, hello, my name is Miles Mason. I don't know you and you don't know me. I mean, you could probably just end hello, my name is Miles <laughs> Mason and just end it there. Don't criticise me. Okay. <laughs> Miles, can you introduce yourself as a musical instrument? I'm a harmonica because I'm the most useless out of all of them. Do you ever see a harmonica in an orchestra? <laughs> Might. But that's only when it's in one of their pockets and they're never going to play it. And if they do, they're going to lose their job. Okay. They might do it if they have utter contempt for the conductor. So you hate yourself. Yes. And are, and are useless. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not me. <laughs> is it really us that is criticising you? <laughs> I feel like it's more you. Nah, accordion, because, I don't know, I like accordions. You switched quickly. <laughs> I'm a pragmatic person. Okay, what's so good about an accordion? Um, I just really like the sound of accordions, and I think my sound. voice is the nectar to the ears of everybody else. That's why I came on this podcast. I That's agree. why I grace your lives. Wait, so you feel like your voice sounds like an accordion? No, I, I think accordions are like nectar to the ears. My voice is like nectar to the ah. ears. And I can just hear people like brighten up when when they hear me speaking. I, get, mm. like, I can feel them melting inside, like quite literally. <laughs> I, I have to restrain myself. And Louis? Um, a triangle. A triangle. Yep. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. They're sort of like quiet, right? Mm. But they're necessary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you think you yourself associate with a triangle? Um, because n- no one appreciates the triangle. Well, this is Spicy Times, a podcast full of fun games. And our first game is Louis and Miles' Toolbox. Miles and Louis will think of a random object which they must apply to an unknown task and argue which object is the most effective okay louis can you think of a object um a triangle a triangle yeah shotgun <laughs> okay <laughs> you guys have to create a clean energy source i feel like we gotta start with miles here okay right clean energy source what can people do <laughs> Does that lenin say- once said you can one man with a gun can control one hundred without. So here's what you do: you line up a bunch of people on a treadmill attached to some dynamos. You have a shotgun. You make them walk. Clean energy. All you need to do is feed them, and you don't even need to do that necessarily if you don't want to generate much power. Okay, right. How much power do you think that would generate per day? Uh, about a watt. <laughs> because I can, because I didn't, I forgot to mention that there should be fences around the the uh, around the treadmill, so that that way the people can't escape, even oh, if they really God. wanted to. Which and are if, electric powers? Yeah, and, okay. and if they and if they took any anti shotgun pills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would waste most of the energy coming off. I mean, you probably have some surplus if you like had a few more people. And another man with a shotgun. Wait, that's breaking the rules. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like you're selling the shotgun idea a bit short by saying... It's that... a sawed-off shotgun, so it's going to be short. <laughs> <laughs> by saying that it's... Oh, my God. <laughs> by saying that it's it doesn't create energy no, efficiency. No. Human nature is what is making this inefficient. If you lobotomize the people so that they're still able to understand... That shotgun means death. 
but you manage to remove the concepts of running away from their minds, then that is that, and then that can create a pure clean energy source. We can live happy until 300 million years, and life on Earth isn't able to ha- happen anymore. Okay, cool. That's depressing. <laughs> and Louis, um, so you got a triangle. How are you going to make clean energy well, from that? Well, Lennon once said, if you <laughs> if you have a triangle. You can control everyone, so... Quick question, was that Vladimir Lenin or George Lennon? Both. (laughs) Uh, At the same time, in the same place, yeah. They really like triangles. They owed each other a Coke afterwards. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you really sure Lenin would be a fan of Coke? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so what you do is, right, everyone loves music. Of course, I don't. Get out. All right. Um, everyone apart from Mars loves music. Yeah, that was so... a lie. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking this arguing level to the next. <laughs> so what you do is, right, um, the triangle is necessary to keep the music in time. Otherwise, it's like free jazz. Oh, okay, yeah. And then that's the only genre. Mm-hmm. So to in order to, like, make every other genre, you need um, a triangle, right? Since now I can make every other type of music yeah, um, of with my triangle, mm-hmm. we can now make propaganda with the music oh. where we get everyone to work for us. Mm-hmm. Like Mars said, except no shotguns yeah. because we don't want to hurt them yet. Yeah. And they're voluntarily signing up because we're making such good music and also we're persuading them through propaganda. Yeah. Right. So now that we've captured everyone um, <laughs> with their By consent, everyone, do you mean like all 7.3 billion people on Earth? Apart from you, yeah, because they like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, now they all work for you and you can get them to produce energy. Yeah. I like how both of you went through the oppression route of clean energy. Yeah. Rather than something like, I don't know, solar power. <laughs> I mean, how do you do solar power with a shotgun unless you go to a solar panel shop and just steal the solar panel? <laughs> that would have been more efficient. That, yeah, that would have been way more <laughs> Yeah. You're changing your answer. I have a... Co- no. No, I'm going to stick to what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> He's a little man. Even, even if I'm driving straight off a cliff into, into like, and it's not just a normal cliff. It's a, it's a bottomless abyss. And at the bottom of the abyss is some cosmic <laughs> horror that will, will be a fate worse than death going down there. I'll regret it for the rest of eternity. You know, I'll, I'll still just drive off. Okay, so which one between you do you think was the most efficient? <laughs> I'm going to be nice and say Louis because... I mean, just look at him. Well, look at the audio of him. <laughs> I do not condone the use of shotguns, so okay. I'm just going to go with the triangle. Nice. Okay, can I get another object from your toolbox, Miles? Pistol. Okay, I suppose I'll have to change it to something else. Uh, chainsaw. Oh, okay. Uh, a board. A, a board. plank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. And Louis? Um, an accordion. Nice. Yeah. So you have to end... Corruption. Wait, what did you shoot? A plank of... <laughs> yeah, okay. it's oak. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you use that oak? To end corruption in the government? Yeah. I'll make an inspiring speech saying, look at these strands of, of wood that make up a plank. If one of them is bent, if one of them is rotted, then that rot, it can spread. It can spread across the whole, whole plank. <laughs> So if you're corrupt, think about what you're doing to all your fellow countrymen, all your fellow corrupt officials. <laughs> think of the harm you could be causing. <clears throat> and look at this pure wooden plank. Every piece of wood 
is a piece of wood. No rotted pieces. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Look at it. I like the imagery. Look at the beauty. So don't be corrupting <laughs> stuff. I like the imagery of Miles caressing a wooden board whilst giving a speech to politicians. What country is in this? Is this in, by the way? This is the whole globe. Oh wow! Speaking yeah. in front of the UN. <laughs> but how are they going to be able to understand me? Like I'm barely legible in English as it is. I mean, don't they just have translators? I know, but I think I'm a special kind of someone that you wouldn't want to translate what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so your idea is to kind of coerce people into being by less using corrupt. A plank yeah, of wood by using yeah. a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad you didn't All go right. through the violent route by hitting them with the. <laughs> yeah. I could have went on the violent route. <laughs> and Louis, what do you think? Okay, right. So the government, right? They're like high up, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So use the accordion as a trampoline. Okay. <laughs> now you get up to the top rankings, right? Yeah. And now you're up there. It's so hard to get up there. They don't even have bodyguards up there. They're just, you know, around. So how if I, like... How did they get up there? <laughs> Look, don't question it, right? They like, were born there. <laughs> you're asking some... You're making... Asking some real hard questions. Okay. Right, so then you dive in through the window, like James Bond style, right? mm mm-hmm. um, And then they're so impressed. And they're like, also, because I'm English, they pretty much think I'm James Bond. Yeah. So then they're like, wow, this guy's great. Um, and I guess James I'm not Bond. corrupt anymore. Yeah, James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So again, it's kind of wait. We took we took kind of leap from James Bond to non-corrupt. So they'd be inspired by you thinking you were James Bond. Yes. Nice. I'm already inspired. I don't know. I find the wood more inspiring. Yeah. Okay. Are we gonna go with wood for that one? A plank of oak wood. I'm gonna change it to birch. <laughs> Why is that? The whole speech. I prefer the colour of birch. All right. I feel like that's a white supremacy <laughs> joke. Oh God, no! <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Can we get another object, Miles? Michelangelo's David statue. Okay, nice. <laughs> and Louis? A packet of love hearts. Nice. Yeah. You have to evade taxes. And change mine to an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Stick with what I said earlier. How do I use Michelangelo's David? To get out of paying taxes? Simple. I hide inside it. <laughs> we all know Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> who made Michelangelo's David was a crafty man who put, put a hatch inside of it just for that case I've done my research so you just hide inside it and because everybody else is a bunch of sheeple they won't be able to understand Oh, Miles is hiding inside the Michelangelo's David's stand. Do you think you could, like, do you think you could contort your body into the shape of Michelangelo's David? No, I think I can't, because that's not physically possible. Well, how are you meant to fit in it? No, I, I said there's a hatch in the bottom. <laughs> that goes to where? Well, you know, the big old stone block underneath it. Oh, okay. Because right. I thought you were talking about literally going inside. Well, I've never actually seen it, so it could be a lot bigger than I think. I could well fit inside it, <laughs> but I'm going to play it safe here with my mad ravings. Is it not life-size? I mean, it's certainly larger than life-size if you've seen the pictures. <laughs> okay, you just give the taxmen, every time they come round, right, you give them one love heart. Yeah. And it says, like, I like to evade taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I love not paying taxes. <laughs> no, right. What it says is, I don't know what they say. What do they say? They say, uh, 
Kiss me. Um, you don't know the gender of the taxman until, well, or woman, I'm not going to be discriminatory here, until they come. Are you really sure you want to make that bet? I don't want to pay my taxes. Mm. He really hates his taxes. Okay, so your idea is flirting with the taxman or woman. Yes. So they leave. They get so overwhelmed. I mean, because love hearts are so nice, right? They get yeah. so overwhelmed and they're like, I don't even know why I came here. So they just leave. And then they remember and then they come back. But, you know, you repeat you the cycle. You just do it again. Yeah. Where are you going to get an infinite number of love hearts from? They cost like 30p a pack. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I can afford this. I mean, I'm not paying my taxes. I have a lot of money now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so which one do you think was the most effective? I mean, eventually I'd have to come out the Michelangelo's David statue. So unless I, like, damaged the statue enough so I could store provisions in, mm-hmm. I think Louis' idea might work a bit better. But maybe if you brought some love hearts in with you, then you could just eat those. Do you want to fuse the ideas? I'll show you on it. For the people watching at home, me and Louis are currently shaking hands for a bit too long, and it's going to get awkward. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to be a combined version of... You two, so how would that work? Um, so when everyone like comes, it's like a tourist attraction. Yeah. You just hop out, give them the love part, they forget about it. It's like men in black with the little thingy. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and then they just go off on their adventures. Nice. Okay. So our next game is a quiz. Irregular idioms. A quiz where Louis and Miles will be tested on their knowledge of sayings around the world by picking the correct idiom out of three possible options. Two of which I have made up. And today, the idioms are from Spain. Okay, so is the correct idiom to give pumpkins to someone, to take bananas from your superior, or to grow apples for your girlfriend? Let's think about this one. What plants grow in Spain other than cows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very plants, very vegetarian. I feel like a lot of plants. Okay, well, okay, so to banana... Bananas, where do they come from? I think they're Southeast Asian. Okay, so it's right. not that. Apples, I think, come. It can just be grown anywhere. Oh no, they come from Kazakhstan. So <laughs> all apples. So yeah, all apples. You know, there's a homeland. It's like uh, you, so. You know, the story of apples. One day, Genghis Khan ate one and decided to conquer most of the world and eliminate ten percent of the population. So what do you think about giving pumpkins to someone? Oh, I'm thinking Halloween. Ooh, okay. Because of pumpkins. Yeah. I'm not sure anyone eats pumpkins any other time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're weird. You ever tried <laughs> so... pumpkin pie? No, I have not. <laughs> Neither I? have I. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, no one else eats them exactly. other, other times of the year. Um. So maybe it's like when someone comes knocking on the door and you give them the, the whole pumpkin. You don't just give them, like, one sweet. Ooh. So what might that mean? That would be a... a nice Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> like, being overly nice. Like, if someone asks you for, like... A ride in the car, you're like, you can just have my car. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's a pretty good idea. Um, I've just discovered the concept of altruism here. And Miles, what do you think about giving pumpkins to someone? I think it's a very nice thing to do. Okay. (laughs) So what might that mean as an idiom? Hmm. Well, pumpkins, uh, I reckon they go, this this probably goes back way back to the medieval period, because, you know, that... That's when I would expect people to actually be eating pumpkins. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so if you think about it, so maybe it was like an idea of charity. Here is a pumpkin. Feed yourself, my starving child. Okay. <laughs> Why aren't you feeding your child? Why aren't they feeding your child? Because there's, there's a famine going on. Like There's always famines <laughs> in the medieval period. It was, like, it was the cool thing to do. 
You know, you weren't so one the, the proper kids king, doing, Oliver. Oh, oh, right. It was all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what might that mean as a modern context? Maybe it's like kind of like a joke. Maybe. Oh, like right. here, sure. You can have my pumpkin. Ha, no, starve to death. <laughs> Great joke, Miles. Now I know where you get your sense of humour from. Oh, God, I really should have given that man a pumpkin. <laughs> so you think it's, like, ironically saying to yes, someone... being used ironically. Yeah. ...that you're going to give them something nice. Can you put it in a sentence? You're my, you want my car? Sure, why don't you just take my pumpkin? Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, to take bananas from your superior. Uh, the superior is King Kong, and you're a monkey, and you're stealing his bananas. <laughs> oh, but okay. he's the superior, and he'll kill you. Nice. And also, climb the Empire State Building. <laughs> what might that mean, then? Um, that you don't mess with King Kong, so do not steal bananas. Ooh. You see, Louis, you can't mess with King Kong, because he's not real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you think it might mean don't mess with... Like your boss. Yeah. Don't take bananas from him. Do not take bananas from him. Okay, Miles, any alternative suggestions? Hmm. Well, my in-depth knowledge of Spanish history tells me <laughs> this goes back only a few decades ago to Francisco Franco's regime. All right. Where it was like saying, do not take bananas from your superiors or we'll line you up and shoot you. <laughs> and yeah, Francisco Franco commanded to the nation, uh, if you take my bananas, I will shoot you. Don't try it. Why are you doing different accents <laughs> for the same person? I mean, do you want me to do a Spanish accent? Because I don't know no, what that no, sounds like. Don't. So what might that mean in modern context? Maybe it's like used as like insult politicians who think they're like above everybody else saying, oh, he doesn't want us to take his bananas. But we want the bananas too. I mean, okay. I'd love a banana right now. What about to grow apples for your girlfriend? Very nice thing to do. Takes a long time though, and you can put it in a pie, and it's not weird to eat all mm-hmm. all year round. All year round, unless nice. it's a McDonald's one. In which case, you're going to put it in your mouth, and it's going to burn through, you know, <laughs> your skull. <laughs> so, what might that mean? Maybe it's like going back to when the people used to give each other gifts when they were married, and oh, not just yeah. be a pain in the each other's side for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, if you grow apples, what does that mean for your relationship? Well, you're spending all your time in the garden, not in, in bed with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you done with the apples? No, dear. The apples have consumed me. <laughs> My life is apples. I grow tearful when they leave. But I know they have a purpose to serve. I love apples. I don't love you. <laughs> this is an arranged marriage. I like the monologue, but um, <laughs> does that mean you've done something so kind to a person that you don't actually like them? Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps you'd be compensating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Louis, any ideas? Um, I'm thinking because it's all year round and not just a pumpkin. Yeah. It's like, you know, like the pumpkin is reserved for Halloween, right? Yeah. That's when you give like a full-on pumpkin and a pumpkin's bigger than an apple. More like significant gift, right? Mm-hmm. But because you give apples all year round, then they're like... You know, it's keeping it, like, consistently good. But, like, you're saving for the pumpkin. Yeah. the pumpkin's, you know, the big thing. So it's like giving little gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So what might that mean? Like, not, like, ignoring the relationship until, Mm -hmm. like, a certain time, just keeping it, like... Yeah. Consistent. Okay. All right. Nice. So, which one was the real idiom? To give pumpkins to someone 
to take bananas from your superior, or to grow apples for your girlfriend? Um, I'm going to say it is to grow apples for your girlfriend. I was going to okay. say that as well. Okay, well, I'm very sorry, because you both got it wrong. It is to give pumpkins to someone. So it actually means to turn someone down. Ah. If you give them pumpkins, you turn them down. Oh, I get that. Because pumpkins are associated with Halloween. Halloween is associated with death. And death is, like, usually a bad thing. <laughs> unless you really want something in your will. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> so our next set is to climb on a bull, to fall off a donkey, or to balance on a bird. So what do we think about climbing on a bull? Pretty dangerous thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement there. So maybe it's like saying, yeah, you're going to climb on a ball there. Don't don't go, like, playing football on the railway. <laughs> <laughs> Not again, at least. <laughs> you learned your lesson. You learned, out. <laughs> you learned your lesson after being bisected by a train. <laughs> oh, Pedro. Any alternative no, thoughts? That's it. Okay, nice. No, I'm joking. Okay, you know what? Um, right, so bull riding, is that is that Spanish? Yeah. Yes. I think so. Okay. So, you usually dodge the balls, right? Yeah. Okay. But if you ride the ball, then you're on top of the situation. Ah, oh, okay. And, like, you're managing the problem so that it can't hurt you. Yeah. So, what would that mean? Can you put that in a sentence? Like, Maybe if, with not so much enthusiasm. <laughs> if, if Miles is trying to kill me, then I'll be one step ahead of Miles so he can't kill me. So, you'll be... So, I'm, like, on top of... The situation. So you're riding a bull. You're putting yeah. ideas in my head, which you really shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> so what about to fall off a donkey? Donkeys are a pretty Spanish thing, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Donkey's no, supposed to be easy to ride. Maybe. Maybe they're for, like, children. Yeah. I mean, or, or is that ponies? They're, like, they're like easier than horses. Yeah, I, yeah. I can imagine that. Because so they're saying, slower. Ha, you fell off your donkey, you ignorant buffoon. You have no right to be here. Get out. In where? Where is Get it? Get out. I'm going to leave the setting ambiguous so the listeners at home can fill it in. I feel like it would be a little bit more Spanish than mm-hmm. English. I feel like it would be a children's birthday party <laughs> where they've got a load of donkeys. <laughs> I mean, that's not a very fun birthday party. You can pin the tail on some of them. I mean, no, because that would just cause distress for the animals. No, it wouldn't. They've got two tails now. I mean, would you like to have, like, two heads or, yes. like, two two legs? Yeah, because then I could talk to them if they were legs. <laughs> <laughs> if you had two more legs, would that mean you walked more efficiently? You need a lot more calories in order to maintain the legs. But, you know, if you had two more legs, I reckon, like, you would certainly creep people out, which means, like, people would, like, if you're waiting in line, people are going to get out of the line because they don't want to be, oh, look, it's two legs... Frankie, let's leave. I mean, four legs, Frankie. <laughs> In this world, no one has legs. Yeah. Legs, Frankie. How do the people leave? <laughs> On their arms. So what are you saying to fall off a donkey means? I'm saying, like, you failed at one of the most basic tasks. Okay. You you pond scum. Yeah, okay. And Louis? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, honestly. Because it's like the downgraded version, so mm-hmm. it's easier, but you're still failing at it. Ah. Uh, I think this harkens back to the giraffe episode that this time Louis' prejudice is being exposed against donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Giraffes are just donkeys with long neck mm-hmm. and a face paint. Yeah. And, kind of and a different genome. And different animals, but still. <laughs> what about to balance on a bird? What kind of bird? A small bird, maybe like penguin. a... You're gonna a kill penguin. It. Let's say penguin. You're going to kill it if you try balance on it. Okay. So maybe it's like saying, balancing on a bird. That must be like something really difficult, saying, whoa, he's balancing on a bird. 
How's he managing that? Ha ha, you fool. I've nailed myself to this bird. <laughs> Anything is possible with the power of nails. <laughs> like as, long as, the nails. <laughs> as long as a hammer is present. <laughs> I mean, nails on their own is just not very useful. We have not been sponsored by the concept of nails. No, we have not. Or yeah. hammers. Or hammers. You should. I mean, I, they must pay good money. <laughs> Um, so as an idiom, what might that mean? Like, somebody is doing something, like, practically impossible. Mm. Like, and as a, and as a saying, whoa, he's managing to balance the bird. He's doing so good at that some, something utterly impossible. Okay, nice. And Louis? Um, if you ride a bird, then you can fly. Mm. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? That's I think that's the pinnacle of human, um, evolution, being able to fly. Of course. So, it's So like, we just stop then? Yeah. <laughs> um so it's like it's like the re- the reward is very good because then you get to fly but it's like you're not going to be able to so that's mm-hmm. risk reward you know because if you fall off the bird then you're going to die oh yeah you could fly so can you use that in a sentence maybe i'm gonna put all my money on black i'm flying on a bird balancing on a bird yeah nice so which one do you think was the correct idiom? I think it's the ball one, because that's probably the most Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, you're both wrong again. It's to fall off a donkey, and it means to realise something. Dios mío. <laughs> okay, so it's like the penny has dropped. You fell off a donkey. So our next set, which one is the correct idiom? Throwing babies... Throwing mouldy mangoes or throwing sticks. Okay, so what do we think throwing mouldy mangoes might mean? A man- no, mangoes aren't, aren't, aren't Spanish, but maybe that's like saying... Oh, yeah, I know. So mangoes, I think they come from Pakistan. Okay. And they must have been, they must have been traded with Spain back in the old golden days of exploration. Okay, yeah. And, uh, like, mangoes must have been really valuable, like pineapples. And so if you let your mango mould... That's saying, look at what you've done. Your mother gave you that mango. That costed the entire family budget for the next <laughs> millennium, okay? Okay? And you've let it mould. And now you're throwing it. Why? Why, could I, why couldn't I have had a better son? <laughs> and then you abandon your son because you threw the mango. Yep. Yeah. So it means throwing away something incredibly valuable. Okay, yeah. And Louis? Um, okay, well, no one eats mouldy mangoes, right? Yeah. So you're putting something that no one wants to use... And you're getting entertainment out of it because you're throwing it at ah. someone, preferably Miles. And then, <laughs> so when you... <laughs> Am I a clown to you? Yes. Do I make you laugh? Yes. Good. Insert Goodfellas reference. All right. You know that scene where the thing happened. <laughs> All right. So it's like getting enjoyment out of like little things. Ah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Wholesome. So what about throwing sticks? It's... Maybe you're throwing sticks at someone. Yeah. And these sticks, which probably birch, by the way. <laughs> uh, you're throwing birch sticks at people. And maybe it's a word for saying you're antisocial. Oh, he's throwing sticks. Oh, let's, let's go. Let's oh, go. Right. He's throwing sticks. It really hurts. Like, this isn't a metaphor anymore. He's actually throwing <laughs> sticks. <laughs> so it means to kind of aggravate a group of people? To isolate yourself through, like, angry actions. Ah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Louis? I'm thinking just like sticks and stones break your bones, whatever that yeah. thing. But but words just form emotional scars which never heal. Um, he's throwing sticks. It's like it's only like the physical thing. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. How does that work? <laughs> if he's throwing sticks, right, then at least he's not insulting you. Ah, uh, so like, yeah. It's just that th phrase, but like short. What about throwing babies? That's pretty metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throwing babies. Yeah. You're throwing the most treasured possession you own. Mm -hmm. Your only son. <laughs> I thought you hated it. <laughs> through the mango. The mouldy mangoes. No, I was doing an impression of my neighbours. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're throwing the most valuable thing in the world. Your only son, a baby full of infinite potential to grow up to be someone like Oliver Spicer or Mozart. Or LeBron James. So yeah, it's throwing away something precious to you, like mm -hmm. your mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have the same meaning. No, he's mm. throwing the babies. Why do we let him work in the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> he even said it on his resume. <laughs> How would you put that on your resume? Hello, my name's Miles Mason. I my, my, babies. my favorite hobby is throwing babies. <laughs> I've done this in 27 countries and I won a medal once. And Louis? Okay, so if you throw a baby, right? Yeah. As Miles said, everyone's most prized possession is the baby. Yeah. Um. So... <laughs> Let's run a golden baby. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> you'd like it more. I mean, it would be more valuable. A baby made out of mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is a good piece of art. I I'd pay money to see that. To hide in it from Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo's David recreated entirely out of mangoes and, with a hatch in the bottom. So it'll be, again, getting rid of what you love. It, it's like when it's like your last effort. Mm -hmm. Because it's like it's all you've got left, so you have to throw your baby. Oh, and so it was very sad. That is extremely sad. So, which one do you think is the correct idiom? Throwing babies, throwing mouldy mangoes, or throwing sticks? I think it's throwing sticks. It's throwing mouldy mangoes. Sounds like something straight out of a children's book. <laughs> uh, I like mangoes, not when they're mouldy, but I just like mangoes generally. So I do too. That. Well, Miles, you are correct. Throwing sticks. It is to flirt with someone. What do you think that might be? Hmm. Okay, well, stick can be seen as like a fishing hook, which you cast out to get the ladies but for, that's for women, respectable women. Is that illegal? I mean, if you fishing literally, like... PH. Ah. <laughs> no, I mean, if you went out with a fishing rod and just cast it into a bunch of women, I think you'd get arrested. So maybe you <laughs> could throw sticks at the tax man or woman to evade taxes. And I know, but eventually they're going to send another tax man and or woman. I'm, I'm not going to be discriminatory here. We've got How many sticks, sticks do you have? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, depends how big your tree is. Do you have a forest? Yeah. No, he's only got one plank of there's grass. A, there's a, uh... <laughs> Actually, I took a look on a real estate website. You can buy an entire forest in uh, Hungary for about 20 quid. Uh, it's a good investment. You get a forest, you get all the woodland critters and all the gnomes and such. Do you have to pay um, property tax? Probably, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, but I think the gnome slave labour would probably... The gnomes? <laughs> Is this another... The Hungarian forest gnomes. <laughs> And they're only in Hungary, they're an endangered species. Is this another way to produce renewable energy sources? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, actually. You just enslaves everything. Okay. It's, it can be gnomes, humans, doesn't matter. Basically, every week you send off 20 quid for a new bit of forest. You get your energy back in some batteries and a note saying... <laughs> Free us. <laughs> the name... <laughs> Free the gnomes. Okay, well, our next game and our final game is... Rival Survival of the Witless, where we'll predict evolution by arguing which certain type of animal would be best suited 
to a specific environment, occupation, or lifestyle. However, because this is rival survival of the witless, you can challenge someone's choice and suggest your own. Okay, so Miles, what is the best bird to become a plumber? Raven. Why is that? They're very smart. Uh, you need intellect to become a plumber. You know, I would say plumbing is actually quite a hard job, you know. You've got to deal with all the pipes and stuff. It's not like being a gas engineer or anything, no. (laughs) Plumber is the top of the world of working class jobs. And you need a a smart fella to do it, to fix all your pipes, to make sure water runs in your house. Mm -hmm. Would the raven kind of go in to the drains? Can the raven have a friend? Sure, why not? (laughs) Can the friend be a human? (laughs) Can the friend be a human plumber? (laughs) Okay, what it does is it gets a spanner, because they're pretty strong birds. You haven't seen what a raven is doing when nobody's looking. And it it grabs a spanner, and it jumps. I mean, well, it flies if there's enough space. If it's, Mm -hmm. you know, if it knows it's (laughs) spatially aware. It jumps, it grabs down on the pipe, and it just uses its weight to pull it down. And then after it's pulled it down... It uh, puts it back up again because the plumbing was all right in the first place. All right, nice. <laughs> <laughs> seems it seems a little inefficient, but okay. I mean, who would you rather hire as a plumber, a raven or you know a normal plumber? It's cool yeah. to also yeah. have a raven do something I didn't, for I you. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. I'm sorry. I am truly sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, uh, I'm gonna challenge that actually. Ooh, no, you're not. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to challenge that. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly backs down. Don't throw sticks, Louis. I'm sorry. That, what, what? No, no! I'm that, throwing sticks at death. You, you <laughs> do know what that means, right? <laughs> I'm going to challenge that. Yeah. I'm going to say course you are. that Flamingo would be better suited. Ooh. Because Flamingos, as everyone knows, are the giraffes of birds. Yes. With their long necks. I can't Truly. argue with that. Um... You know, I mean, they look cool. They've got, like, pink feathers everywhere. Mm-hmm. They adapt to water because they stand in water. Yeah. Um, I can stand in water. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a bird? I rip off my face to reveal the flesh beneath. <laughs> no, I'm not a bird. <laughs> you know, Scooby-Doo, where they just yeah, take yeah, off no, the... Right. Right, so their long neck, that it can go down the pipes mm-hmm. and uh, remove the blockage. I think that's good, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can see the Louis. Nice. What about the best rainforest animal to survive on Mars? What do you define as an animal? <laughs> Where's this going? They could be like animals or in- any- anywhere in that animalia class. Okay. Uh, right, what's the best animal to survive on Mars? Tardigrade. This is actually some... Su- no, no, that's is- too easy. That's too easy because, you know, the- that's the water bear, the, you know, the thing that can survive out of space. Tree. No. <laughs> not an animal okay uh, photosynthesizer you know what Louis you go first I need to think about this for a bit I'll go with a tree <laughs> <laughs> um, you know those like eye eyes are those oh yeah right so you get I, I have eye. no idea what an eye eye is it's like a cute little thing with eyes <laughs> I um, described a lot of things for yeah. sure okay yeah I'll go with that idea I'm um, just imagining like a large mass of like slime which with thousands of mouths and teeth and screaming blasphemous but it just has some really nice eyes in the middle uh, that's pretty much what it is honestly just like <laughs> more fur um so right you get the eye eye right and he is like or she or they so you get the eye eye yeah and as it has very cute eyes mm-hmm. it can then like flirt they can throw sticks at um any aliens that may be on mars yeah 
Um, and then I think, you know, the Martians will sort of accept it and they'll be so impressed with its eyes, you know, um, and they'll just be inclined to um, give it everything they have. Nice. Did you know that sometimes in the Amazon rainforest, in the river, there are sometimes dolphins in there? Because they swim up there for, okay. for, their, for their holidays. Well, not holidays, but they end up there. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, I'm not going to go with dolphin. forgetfulness. I'm not going to go with dolphin. I'm going to go with sloth. Mm-hmm. Because we've established uh, Martians on Mars. You know, those things that live on Mars. Um, and uh, seeing as we're indulging Louis' science fiction fantasies here, I think a Martian, the Martians, will be so impressed with the fact that sloth is just on Mars without a spacesuit. It's dying. It's just so chill. They're going to say, come, be one with us until we come down from Mars and wipe out all life on Earth (laughs) and make it like Mars, which would be a bad idea in hindsight, but we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) They sort of realise it's a bad idea, but they're still going to do it. I don't don't think anything other than man uh, is capable of critical thinking. Not even Martians. I mean... Okay, fine. The Martians, they have a completely different set of ethics because, you know, they're aliens. And they like chocolate. They like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of human rights, it's basic chocolate rights. Yes. Can you give us a basic chocolate right? The right to be eaten. <laughs> the right to As have chocolate. a wrapper. <laughs> the right to not to come in contact with any vegans. The right to contain Oreos. Yeah. The right to be an Oreo, if they so <laughs> desire. What about the best mythical creature to survive in a supermarket? You want to go first, Louis? Um, okay, because I'm going to go first. <laughs> Medusa. Ooh, why is that? Because she's going to turn anything that would ever want to kill her into stone. Now, I'm going to assume this is Tesco, and I'm not sure they sell mirrors in Tesco's. <laughs> I haven't been in there for a decade. Uh, make sure, if you see me uh, after the podcast, come tell me if they sell Tesco mirrors in Tesco's. But, yeah, um, so what they're going to do is she's going to go around, she's going to turn everybody to stone, and she's going to sell them as really good statues, but she's going to be wearing a mask and put all the snakes down and give them some mice to eat when they're... Mm-hmm. When, when she's, and she's going to live in the Tesco's, and she's going to just... The only person she's not going to turn to stone is the guy, is the quartermaster, the guy who runs the... Get the, the imports and exports. Okay. We all know Tesco is a fully functioning nation, of course. <laughs> so, and, yeah, she's going to live off that. And you know what? She's going to be a strong, independent snake woman with snakes everywhere. And it's going to be fine. Well, if she existed, which she doesn't, because she's a mythical creature. Where would you get the mice from to feed the snakes? We're going to make sure it's a Tesco's right next to a pet shop. And we're going to make sure they sell reptile live food. So they frequently import mice. Quickly run into the... (laughs) Yeah, into the reptile section. What if they have mirrors in the reptile section? I think the reptiles would be very confused by mirrors, so I'm not sure they would have any there. I can can test this out when I get my tortoise. I'll put a mirror in front of it and say, Is that you, you, John Wayne? Is this me? What about the best forest animal to be in a biker gang gnome (laughs) (laughs) um so this is like any forest right yeah okay so i'm thinking deers Ooh. just because i think if you saw a deer on a motorbike yeah you know i mean if you get like a normal person on a motorbike it's like they can't really do much damage to you Mm -hmm. like they have to carry a weapon by hand yeah if they want to be part of the gang and they want to do damage but you see with a deer it can just sort of make little holes in the helmet Oh, with its antlers, yeah. and it can use it as like a jousting thing. It can like, charge <laughs> people with its antlers. Nice, I like that idea. I actually concur. I'm not going to argue, which I guess is kind of breaking the rules. And I think I might be shot after this for breaking these rules. <laughs> but 
I think that's a good idea because bikers don't like to wear helmets unless yeah. it's like really cool helmets or hats. And how are you going to make a helmet for a deer? Especially if it's a male one and, you know, stag and it's got like those things that grow on top of it. Like those parasites. I think they're parasites anyway. Those antler things, you know. Yeah. Can't wear helmets. So it's going to fit right in with a biker yeah. gang. So the police are going to be like, why aren't you wearing a helmet? And the deer's going to go, I'm a, you know, you can't speak English. I'm sure I can speak, uh, you know, uh, Portuguese, but... (laughs) What about the best plant to join a punk band? Gunnera. Which is... It's a kind of plant which is a short, leafy one with a a lot of a... with a thick base. And because of its spikiness, I think it would fit right in with a punk band. I like that, yeah. Yeah. Is it brightly coloured? Uh, no, it's it's green. Because if it was, like, purple, then it might it be... It has like red a... bits on the end. Okay, it might be, like, a, a mohawk or something. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose it would be. And then a punk member can just put that on their head instead of wearing a mohawk. Yeah. Punk it... music isn't very good, though. Okay. <laughs> I much prefer metal. Um, I think to make punk music, you have to be angry. Oh, okay. Um, and I think the most angry plant... The grass what? you trod on? <laughs> yes, that's a good point. All right, so the grass, right? Yeah. It's very angry because it, it's underrated. Like, only cows appreciate it, mm-hmm. and they just eat it anyway. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's a disappointing life, and they're, yeah. they're probably very angry. They have a lot of emotions to let out, so I think they'd, I think they'd make punk music. Nice. Okay, and finally, the best dog breed to be introverted. Sulcata tortoise. Which that is... sounds like a tortoise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My plan has been foiled. <laughs> Where's the cyanide? Um, no, I don't actually know much about dogs. I'm not a big fan, so I'm just going to go with like common dog. <laughs> <laughs> and why is he introverted? So all the qualities of a dog which you like, like being obedient, being you know dumb as a brick, uh, not getting the plague frequently, <laughs> all of that's been inverted, and you have this dog which is closer to like it's super intelligent but it's barely mobile and it gets the plague frequently and (laughs) it's like it it, it writes literary criticism and oh god the blasphemies it spews oh god the the nuclear chaos at the center of the universe (laughs) screaming so and it wouldn't go out with friends because (laughs) Uh, you, you take your dog out i don't have a dog but and what was the thing in the garden? It was a cat. Oh, so that's what those are. What the hell have I been keeping in the shed then? <laughs> Louis, do you have any opinions? Uh, I think my favourite type of dog is a cat. Yep. <laughs> You're stealing my jokes, Louis, and I just yeah, can't no, let sorry. that slide. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think maybe like a husky. Oh, okay, Just because yeah. I think, you know, in the cold, it doesn't get much human activity. Like, mm-hmm. where, where it's like located, like naturally. Oh, yeah. Um, so I feel like it would be a sad life. Yeah. They have to stay to themselves. But don't they travel in packs? Yeah, but... It's been inverted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why has it been inverted? (laughs) That's the... the, Oh, introverted. (laughs) I thought you said inverted. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to change my answer now. What is the best dog to be in, like... (laughs) Inverted, like, have all its qualities inverted. Okay, no, it's fine. I have dyslexia of the ears, (laughs) which is just called hearing problems. (laughs) I don't actually hear everything perfectly, except the word introverted. 
I think that's a good place to end the podcast. Thank you again for listening to another episode. Just to end, Miles, how would you describe this experience as a flavour of ice cream? Pickled onion. (laughs) (laughs) Where have you had pickled onion ice cream? Funny story, actually. Once upon a time in Thailand, I've never went to Thailand, this story is fake. Um, (laughs) uh, Once upon a time, when I was at home, I like pickled onions. I like ice cream. So I thought, why don't I combine my only true passions in the world (laughs) into into one passion Mm -hmm. so I can focus all my energy on it and I can have a reason to go on. And that is the story of how I met my wife. (laughs) I've been Oliver Spicer. I've been Louis. I've been Julius Caesar. (laughs) And I hope you can listen to another episode of... Uh, Spicy Times.